Welcome back to the Called Not Qualified podcast. I'm Owen. And I'm Natalie. And today we're joined by our very first guest. We're super excited to have him on. His name's Mike Vanderit, aka my dad. Hello, thanks for having me on the podcast today. Th- thanks so much for being here. So today on our second episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about what it looks like to build our lives on a firm foundation. Yeah, and with that topic, we thought that my dad would be a super um, good fit to talk about that just because of what he does for a living. So if you maybe want to just introduce yourself a little bit and then talk about what you do for your job. Sure. So as Owen said, my name is Mike and I've got three kids, uh, Owen being my oldest, um, and then my daughter Kennedy and my son Lane. And my wife Carrie and I have been married for over 21 years. And as a career, I have worked um, my, my whole working career since I graduated from college as a structural engineer. And so for the first six years, I worked for the Missouri Department of Transportation and was a structural engineer for highway bridges. And for the last 15 years, I have worked for an engineering firm designing commercial buildings. And so we work hand in hand with architects um, designing commercial buildings of all different types. And what I like to tell people is the architects decide what the building is going to look like and we make sure that it doesn't fall down. So I know you say that kind of a little bit as a joke, but what do you guys have to do to make sure that the building doesn't fall down? Yeah, absolutely. So the first step that oftentimes takes place in the process of designing and building a a building is a soil testing company will be hired to go out and take what are called soil borings. And so they will drill down into the ground, sometimes 40 or 50 feet, just to determine what type of soil is there. Um, What's on the surface is not always an indication of what might be underneath. And they want to make sure that if there's any poor soil that we know about it, if there's anything that would not be suitable for building a building on, um, we want to discover that right away. And so that we can make plans to remove it if need be, or to build a different alternate system, somehow to deal with that that poor soil that might be there. Because um, even if the soil looks okay on the top, if there's poor soil underneath, it's not going to be safe to build on. And I think that that somewhat, um, thinking about your topic about building your life on Jesus, um, that that can somehow relate because we all have poor soil in our life. Um, And the great thing um, is that Jesus accepts us poor soil and all. Um, There's Our pastor at our church, he always loves to say that God accepts us as is, but he loves us too much to leave us as is. And so that that poor soil in our life, you know, what could that look like? It might look like anger or um, holding a grudge on somebody. Maybe there's somebody that you need to forgive and you're holding back that forgiveness. Um, it can be any number of things that we have that, that poor soil in our life. And we want to be able to get rid of that, just like we want to be able to remove that poor soil before we're going to build a foundation to make sure that it's secure. Mm-hmm. We want to remove any of that poor soil out of our life to really be able to anchor our, our life on Jesus. And I also think going along with that, what you said about sometimes the topsoil looks okay. I think that's really applicable in life too, because I think some of us go through our lives and think that we look like we have it all together, even though we know that underneath there are some things that we need Jesus's help to fix. Yeah, exactly. So after the soil company comes in and does the testing, what's the next step for you guys? So the next step just in the building process is after the soil has been prepared, any poor soil has been removed, and we're um, just left with what's called competent soil, um, the first thing to get built is the 
are the footings or the foundation. And commercial buildings, it's, well, buildings of any kind, you know, the, uh, that's the first step. It's always what has to be built first. Um, that's what you build the rest of the building on. And just to put it in perspective, what that looks like, um, there's a daycare building being built um, not too far from our house right now that I actually was able to work on um, as a structural engineer. And it's an average size building, nothing that big. And even a building of that size to house, you know, 150 kids in a daycare has over 150 tons of concrete oh, wow. poured into the footings. And the reason for that, it, the reason it takes that much is because we want to make sure that this building is safe, that this building is not going to go anywhere, mm-hmm. that it's anchored to something very solid. And again, just thinking of that, that topic, um, now you kind of said that, you know, earlier, it, you know, even if something on the surface looks good, if what's underneath is, is bad, you know, it's not, it's not going to lead to anything good in the end. The same thing, it doesn't matter how good the building looks on the outside, how many, you know, fancy finishes and lots of windows and lights to light it all up and, you know, all the, the wonderful aesthetics that are put into a lot of buildings. Mm -hmm. Um, if it doesn't have that solid foundation, that solid rock, um, it doesn't matter. At some point, a storm's going to come, and that building is not going to last. It's it's going to fail. Um, similar to us in our life, kind of like you, uh, the topic you want to talk about today, that we have to have our life anchored to something solid. We have to anchor it to, to Jesus and to his teachings, mm-hmm. so that when those storms of life do come, um, our life does not fall apart, that we're anchored to something solid to hold it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, In Matthew 7, Jesus talks about this concept of what it looks like to build our life on something that's solid. And a lot of times when Jesus was speaking in the New Testament, he told stories and parables, which a parable is a story. So using something that people can more easily understand to address a bigger topic. So he tells this parable about these two builders, one who builds their house on rock and one who builds their house on sand. And it says that the foolish man built his house on the sand and that when the wind and the storms came, his house blew over and he was left with nothing because he had built on something that wasn't solid. But the wise man built his house on the rock and when the wind and storms came, his house stayed firm because he had built it on something solid. Yeah, I think uh, building on the rock, obviously we, we know that here he's talking about building your life on his teachings and on God. Um, what, what does that look like? What do you think that looks like? Well, to me, I like that that story comes at the end of Jesus' teaching known as the Sermon on the Mount. Um, it's his longest recorded sermon that we have in the Bible. And he has spent, um, all this time teaching what it looks like to live a, a life that pleases him, to put into practice things like loving our neighbor, loving our enemies, praying for people, um, being generous with what God has given to us, um, not spending time worrying, but trusting God to provide for our needs and all these things. Um, so many practical life applications that he gives us. And then he sums it all up at the end that and says that those who put these words of mine into practice, that they don't just listen to them, but that they actually put them into practice is how we build our life on a firm foundation. That's how we build our life on a rock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the other side of this story is the person who builds their life on the sand. Um, 
And I think that we oftentimes can find ourselves building our lives on things that are more like sand rather than on the rock. Uh, so either Natalie or, or Dad, what do you guys uh, think some of those things are that we can build our life on that when when storms come that then we'll get washed out? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think when it comes to building your life on the sand, I mean, thinking about that basically means building your life on anything that's not going to last. And we know that Jesus is the only thing that's truly going to last. So if you take anything besides that and try to make that the center of your life, whether it's a career, whether it's a relationship, whether it's some sort of project that you're working on, basically just anything that you try to put at the center of your life that isn't going to last, it's going to leave you disappointed because at some point it's going to fail, you're going to have a problem, and there, some sort of trouble is going to come up. And when the when storms come, and we keep talking about storms, but storms could be anything, basically just the hard things that come into our lives. But when those things are going to those things come, if we're not built on something solid, if we're built on something that can change, that can fluctuate based on the day, based on different emotions, or based on circumstances, it's going to leave us looking for more in the end. Yeah. And I think some of those things that are referred to as sand in this story aren't necessarily even bad things. Mm -hmm. It's just anything that isn't Jesus. Because I think we can find ourselves building our lives, you know, centering our lives around a relationship with another person or centering our lives around our school or our work or sports or things that are are good things. But if we completely set our life on those things without having Jesus as the foundation, I think those even good things can get wiped out. There's a lot of things that are good things, but they can't be your everything. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. You know, there's a lot of people that choose um, to try to be defined by their popularity or by um, different abilities that they have or the people that they hang out with or the clothes that they wear, or trying to say the right thing at the right time or to always fit in. Um, and yeah, those things are going to leave you empty. Um, I've seen and well, I've heard so many people um, that go through difficult seasons in their life, be it um, dealing with a death of a loved one or an illness in a family or a loss of a job or any anything that you would kind of categorize as storms of life. And so often their response is, I don't know how I would get through this without my faith. They don't say things like, I don't know how I would get through this without my, you know, popularity or I don't know how I would get through this without my nice house or my good job or mm-hmm. or whatever. It's mm-hmm. it's that faith that anchors them and gets them through those storms. That's so good. And bouncing off that, we talked earlier about how in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talks about not worrying. And I think that when your life is centered on something that's solid, it's easier. Obviously, we're still going to have worries and there's still going to be things that are hard. But I think it's easier to not worry as much because you don't have to worry that every time, like you don't have to worry about your foundation crumbling because every time something hard comes along, you don't have to worry about, well, what if I lose this? Or what if this falls? Or what if this fails? Or what if this thing or this person doesn't live up to the expectation that I have of them. It just takes the pressure off of you because you know that Jesus can never fail. Mm -hmm. Uh, And one thing I had been thinking about a little bit this week as we were preparing for this this episode was I had heard the song uh, Firm Foundation by Maverick City. And if you haven't ever heard that song, I would highly recommend to go listen to that at some point this week. 
it's it's a fantastic song and it fits super closely with with this podcast um and there's a line in that song that says i've still got joy in chaos and i think when we build our life on jesus we get this as the bible refers to it as the peace that passes all understanding and not just that but there's things that don't make sense to this world that then we receive when we when we build our life on jesus just like how it says joy and chaos which doesn't make sense um as from a worldly standpoint Mm -hmm. yeah and then going back to we were talking about building our life on the rock and then we moved to talking about the sand but if we come back to talking about the rock and we're talking about how some of the things that we can build our life on can turn into sand but i think that if we like we were talking about those things aren't necessarily bad like there's still good things to have in our lives and i think we obviously jesus needs to be the center point of our life, but I think those other things as well, you need to have, or part of building your life on Jesus looks like having Jesus at the center of everything. So Jesus at the center of your life, but then we talked about in a job, so having Jesus at the center of that. We talked about school, making like everything you're doing through that is for God's, anything in a relationship or a friendship, making sure that it's centered on Jesus. So not only is he the center of obviously your whole life, but he needs to be the center of everything in it. Yeah, and question for you, for you, Dad. Um, but right before this, we were kind of talking about uh, some of the things we can do to make sure that we're centering our life around Jesus and just some of the ways we can apply his teachings. Um, if you want to maybe mention a few of those and touch on that. Yeah, so a few things that come to mind are some of the obvious answers, like spending time in prayer, spending time in the Word, reading the Bible. Um, but I think some of the other things that maybe aren't quite as obvious is surrounding yourself with Christian examples, surrounding yourself with people that can encourage you and to um, hold you accountable. Um, maybe when you are chasing things that could be considered that that poor soil in your life, chasing things that are not going to be beneficial, that you have those people that can, can hold you accountable and to... Um, bring you back to where you should be. Finding a a Christian community, being part of a church, joining in worship with other believers, all of those things I feel are great practical applications to make sure that you keep your life centered. Yeah, there's a verse in the Bible I'm linking right now on exactly where it's at, but it says, as iron sharpens iron, so one friend sharpens another, which is basically saying that you need the people in your life that can help make you better and they'll you'll do the same for them as they'll do for you. Absolutely. And not that we need to completely turn our back on anyone who doesn't fit that that mold, mm-hmm. but we got to make sure that we're we're surrounding ourselves with those people that can can build us up. Mm-hmm. This is a topic that I feel like in just different conversations with people, it's actually come up a lot late, lately. But the topic of the topic of just community in your life, and I think that as we were saying, it's by no means a bad thing to have people in your life who maybe don't share the same beliefs you have. I mean, those people are there for a reason. For all you know, you could be the closest thing that they ever experienced to Jesus and you're there to show them his love and his peace and just be an example of that in their lives. And I think that it's good to have people like that that you can share your faith with and talk with. But I also think that the closest people, the people that are closest to you, you need to have as people who are on the same path you are walking towards the same goals so that, like we said, they can hold you accountable and you can do the same to them. Exactly. 
So switching gears just a little bit, uh, I think, so that we're calling this episode On the Rock, but the name of the podcast is still called Not Qualified. And we'd like to touch on that, like, as many episodes as we can. Uh, so, Dad, if you want to just share what you what you told me when I, so I asked him, I was like, Natalie and I had talked about who we wanted to be on our first episode, and we had kind of gotten the idea, like, we, we wanted to talk about building our life on Jesus as one of the first topics. And then from there, we decided who we wanted to come on. Um, and we thought that, you know, because my dad's an engineer, that he'd be a good fit. Um, so I asked him, and do you want to just share what your response was to that? Well, I just looked at you and said, me? Really? Yeah, so my dad's not known to be the most techie person. <laughs> um, if you've listened to last episode, I talked about how I had never listened to a podcast before we started this. Um, my dad has still never listened to a podcast. So, except for ours. <laughs> except for ours. Yeah, we were the first one. Um, so hopefully we gave him a good idea of what a podcast is like. But uh, yeah, his response, it, I just kind of chuckled because he's like, well, really me? And I was like, well, that's so fitting. Like, this is the Call Not Qualified podcast you're coming on. Like, the whole point is that we're not qualified. But, um, I mean, personally, I think you are pretty qualified to talk about this topic, too, because of your experience as an engineer. But Ho Hopefully, for the sake of all the people that are uh, occupying the buildings I've designed, I'm qualified at least as an engineer, <laughs> even if I'm not qualified to uh, be the techie person on a podcast. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I think, as Owen was saying, we were talking about going back to like why we wanted to do this as episode two, we were talking about the guests we wanted to have, but also just the topic in general. Like how did we land on the topic of building our lives around Jesus as being episode two? Our thought process was basically that everything moving forward, I mean, we have some ideas of what we want to talk about, but some that will come up with along the way is that I think everything else that we can talk about or that we can learn about or that we can discuss when it comes to having, like, practical elements in our life, I don't think we can really take anything farther until we have a foundation that is built on Christ. Like we were talking about earlier, all the rest of the pieces with the rest of the buildings and the decorations and what it looks like, as you have to have a foundation first before you can move forward on putting all these other elements in place in your life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, I think that kind of wraps this episode up. Thanks for coming on, Dad, as our very first guest. We were... Absolutely. It was an honor. Yeah. And we will see you all next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you.